Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. What an opportunity it is to come across these broadcasts in your airways. And uh, we, we just consider that an honor, Kevin. It's, isn't it a great honor to talk to these folks? Yeah, what, what, a, uh, what, what an absolute privilege to realize that God is someone out there who's just suffering and hurting. And, and we have a chance to kind of get yeah. down right there with them. Yeah, and, and folks, listen, we, we, don't, uh, we are no better than you. We're not special. Uh, thankful that God yeah. called us into ministry. We're just a couple sinners and, and, uh, who struggle every day with the same struggles that you struggle with. And, uh, yeah. so we want you to know that Kevin and I, I mean, we're probably, we're probably outcasts in most preacher circles, Kevin. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you know, it's who's Kevin with that tall dude over there, you know? Yeah. You know, and I had a guy one time tell me that I, and, you know, I got over it. He said, man, he's not good looking. He's not this. He was wrong, but I let it go, brother. I just let it slide by. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Talking about me. Yeah, well, he was true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, well, one won't go far. But anyway, as we continue on with funny missionary stories, this one isn't a stupid missionary story. This one is a funny I think, and it can happen anywhere. And I'll even let Kevin comment on when it happened to him. But one of the things that we worry about as preachers, probably like you guys, is when you go to a potluck and, uh, you know, you see somebody scratching where they shouldn't be scratching or blowing their nose with their T-shirt. And, you know, they're putting food out there on the table and stuff. So you find yourself, and and I'm going to come clean with you folks, just honestly, I've eaten in church uh fellowship dinners where i've got sick as a dog and i've had hair in my food i mean not everybody has the same standards for cleanliness i just want to put that out there you know my wife's a little bit of a clean freak it's rubbed off on me the whole army thing you know i still think to this day if a person doesn't get up and make their bed they're not right with god you know i mean what does that take 32 seconds you know change the sheets once in a while well anyway going back to food ah brother his pastor told me, whatever you do, don't eat out of the yellow bowls. And brother, I saw, I saw one of my boys get some stuff out of the yellow bowl. And I'm over there and I, I'm giving them the, you know, where you run your hand across your throat side. Stop everything you're doing. And it was Daniel. And I mean, his face got real long. He thought he did something terribly wrong. And I'm like, Daniel, don't eat anything out of this yellow bowl. <laughs> pastor said stay away from the yellow bowls and the green bowls he said dad everything on my plate is from the yellow or the green bowls and he, <laughs> and he walked over to the trash and tried to real quickly incognito know, incognito yeah being it be an incognito drop the food the paper plate and everything and redo everything but friends let me tell you something it gets terrible it's worse than that you know yellow bowl lady comes up to me and said, you have to try my meatballs and noodles. And God forgive me for this. But I, I said, I'm gluten-free or something. I don't and, and I wasn't. And I repented of that. But anyway, Kevin, you may have been there before. Free so, for a day. So I'm going to give you I a few seconds you. here to tell us your food stories before we go into Word of the Day. Oh, man. Um, 
well, you know, I am gluten free, so I can be honest and yeah. keep things. Yeah. But um, no, I've gotten sick from eating <laughs> at, at, at potlucks. Oh, there was. Oh no, when when uh, when I was going with someone years ago, you know that means dating. Yeah. Going together. You got to tell the new seven. generation that. Yeah. 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 They yeah, might think you're using the dating. bathroom or something. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> Oh, no, that's a different story. But, but anyway, no, we went to a church fellowship at a, um, at Middle Cove Bible Church, my grandparents' church. It was a good little independent church up in uh, Pennsylvania. But everyone from, it was a Bible study group uh, from our school went there. And we we're like, oh, praise God, we got the whole Bible study group to come to our church. You're going to hear sound preaching and they got food. They were all puking. Uh, uh, and it was, I, I mean, I'm just, it, it was, it was yellow. It was like some movie. It was horrible. And I'm the, it hits hit one person. Then it hit the other person. Yeah. And it, because we had a meeting, we had a youth meeting at night uh, 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 with this Bible city group. And it was just volcanic, you know, project and vomiting. And oh. uh, anyway, I, I can't, I, I can't take any more. Yeah, yeah, that's all we got. Yeah, I think we'll just leave it there. And and the only thing I could tell you is the only worse thing than that was the private who made chocolate cream pie for everybody and laced it with X-lax when I was in the army. And, uh, that was the only thing worse than the yellow bowl stuff. Uh, anyway, oh, it messed okay. the general up bad. But anyway, you know, the, the little chocolate. Anyway, you got to be there. But folks, the word of the day. and just Yeah, it's easy to get caught in some of these things. But the word of the day I picked is ruby. You know, I, I think rubies and stuff, I think throughout the Bible, God uses these beautiful stones. And I think the reason he does that uh, is because they're so beautiful and they're of such uh, wonderment, and he made them. These aren't man, a ruby's not man-made, and, you know, and I always liked for rubies, I was telling Kevin a little bit ago, I sold jewelry in 1989, and a little bit of 1990, Debbie was away at nursing school, and I had a part-time job, and I sold cars for a while after that, but I started with jewelry. Jewelry was my first gig, and I worked for J.C. Penny and Bolston Common Mall in Arlington, Virginia, they sent me to a four-day jewelry class or gemology class or something like that. And what everybody looked for, obviously, besides the clarity and stuff, was that deep, beautiful, crimson, ruby color. And, man, if you had, because they get purple sometimes too, Kevin, but if you had that deep crimson, and, and I mean people could say, well, a little bit of purple in background, but if it was that deep crimson ruby and it was clear and and uh, somewhat translucent you know you could see like a layer it looked like multiple layers like it was polished for a year kind of thing boy you could sell that ruby in a second and you say well uh, doug what does that have to do with anything well god says who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies rubies were pretty hard to get to in biblical times kevin and boy, if you had some rubies around, you could make some good money. And when you hear that word ruby, I know you're a science, biology, geology type of guy. What comes to your mind? Yeah, when we were in, I had a geology concentration, earth science major at Westchester University and uh, in Pennsylvania near, near Philadelphia. But, um, but, but ruby is one of the hardest minerals. It's, it's like, so, so diamond has a hardness of 10. 
a nine, the standard is what's called corundum, but ruby is really corundum. It's it, an aluminum. It I, yeah. yeah, it's alu- it's aluminum oxide. And um, it's, it's so interesting to me that a virtuous woman, a great woman, um, is 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 called, you know, her price is above ruby. So that's obviously talking about the value. But I think it's interesting, too, that you kind of, you know, dig in, you cleave into this scripture and, um, you know, some some facts about the, the mineralogy of a ruby is, okay, it's a hardness of nine, very, very hard, but also there's no true cleavage. In other words, there is, if you cleave it, it's not like a diamond. A diamond has facets, and there the beauty is because of you, you can break it into these great facets, and, and each one, you know, just has its own... Um, you know, prismatic shape, and there's a certain angle between each one. But with the ruby, it's they call it conchoidal and splintery. And so, uh, in other words, it's complicated. It's complex. You cannot force it into its own um, patterns. So <laughs> I'm just thinking about women. Women are known for being complicated compared yeah. to men. And you know you can find a virtuous woman, but in 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 virtuous behave yourself. But with a virtuous woman, it is uh, it's it's honestly. Um, you look at the list of in, in Proverbs thirty one. There is a whole bunch of things about her, and she can't be pinned down to just one. You know that she's a seamstress. She's a uh, she buys and sells property. She, uh, she's got strength. She's got honor. Oh so, yeah, it's it's full. So, so yeah, so so you know you can't just pin her down to these few facets. It's a it's a, a conchoidal. In other words, it it just goes it goes to pieces if you try to break it up into you know some nice clean facets. So you know the this woman on one hand she's got strength. You know, she strengthened her uh, her her arms and so forth, and girdeth her loins with strength. So, with her strength, but she's not just some you know some big strong, you know, uh, uh, Norse woman who who doesn't shave her legs or something. You know, that wears horns on her helmet. She's actually it says she's uh, she's got her clothing is silk and purple. So for all the most strength, expensive she, color, purple, yeah. Oh yeah. So she's got the ability to, she's got elegance and finery and softness, but she's got strength. So a virtuous woman is many faceted and she, she's not boring brother. Praise God. She's godliness. No. And I didn't mean to laugh when you said women are complicated. I, you know, my, my son, Daniel said to me with his first girlfriend, I don't know, 14 or 15, like this girl at high school, she liked him or whatever. And, uh, he came to me and he said, dad, how, how long does it take to understand women? When will that happen? And I said, I think I was 45 or 50 at the time. And I said, you know, Dan, more than 50 years. <laughs> you just, uh, and uh, they'd say the same thing about us. But I'm so thankful. I was thinking, you know, I was reading this verse earlier. And I looked over at Debbie's purple sneakers over there up against the wall. And, you know, her her, her runner here, she used to go out running. And, and, and you know, the things that, 
she's she's complicated, brilliant, smart. You know, so you say, well, what a brilliant, smart, almost the same thing. It takes you to a different level. You know, brilliant is this depth in this wonderful thing. It's like color. It just goes on and on and on. Smart is when you can just bust out on anything. And I say all that, and I'm going to be the one to say to myself, be quiet and play what you got to play for the radio stations. We'll be right back. Hang with us. Brother Debbie has these little feet. <laughs> I I don't mean to stop it, but anyway, uh, I'm not picking on her. All women have obviously different size feet. Debbie's four foot eleven and a half inches tall and ninety nine pounds, and I at times have when I want to do some of my hands, I'll put her sneakers on my hands, and they're a little tight. But uh, praise God, brother. As, yeah. <laughs> She wears her size five or four and a half sneakers. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about this, though, Kevin, as you talked about rubies, and thank you for saying that. You know, we have lasers that cut up things today. We forget um, just how complex God makes things. It's beyond uh, it's beyond anything we can believe. I remember I, the, I went to the Hope Diamond, and, you know, it's huge, and then you got this special diamond that, belongs to the king and queen or the queen now of England. We went over and we, we went through that just this summer with my family. And it's like, whoa, the sparkles, the beauty. No laser ever saw that. That thing is like 1,100 years old. And uh, just thinking about what God does and how valuable that woman is. And, and when we're talking, how valuable a lady is and a virtuous woman. And it says in verse number 10, Kevin, just going on with that, it said, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. There's, there's so much going on as I, as I look at these verses and some of the things that came to my mind, and we really been uh, talking about verse 10, but as you look at verse 11, you know, uh, a, a virtuous woman, a godly woman worth more than rubies is that woman that's not going to hurt her husband. You know, that I've never been a jealous person. I think probably because of the woman I'm married to, you know, I, I don't, I don't check on her every 15 minutes or I'm away. I don't hold any requirements over my wife. She just does what's godly and what's right. And I don't have to worry about those little things. I don't have to be that, uh, that guy with a hammer, you know, messing with our things in our marriage and those things. And I think, you know, and, and she's never put me in a position where I couldn't trust her. She's never put me in a position where I need to gather up things and take care of her and worry about her. And I do take care of her. I buy her flowers. And I think you've been to my house every single week of my life. I mean, I just, that's what I do. I don't buy the expensive ones. I go to the three to $12 ones, but she's always got fresh flowers. When I was, you know, when I was away, I'd send her some, I always tried to do that or send her a handmade card. And, uh, and then as you look at it, and you know, as we continue on, you look at that verse 12, Kevin, she will do to him good and not evil all the days of her life. And that right there, my friends, is what you want. And that right there, my friends, is maybe why God and some of our, you know, going out with people. Uh, a lot of young people always say, why would God do that to me? And then five or ten years later, you meet this spouse that God gave them. And they said, Brother Doug, I get it. 
Don't push things, friends. You want this. And ladies, you want this in your man. You want that man you don't have to worry about. You want that man that you can trust. You want that man that you don't have to um, look over your shoulder. And is he going to have a bad day? What's he going to say to me today? What's he going to say to other people? Uh, folks, you don't need that. You need that virtuous, godly person in your life. And when you hit that, it's better than winning the lottery. It's better than rubies. It's worth far more than that. And God will give you that. Just trust him. And you know what? If you say, well, we just got saved, well, become that person. God will let you become that person right now. Go and sin no more. Become that virtuous person in your relationship. And I'm here to tell you, it will honor that spouse. It'll honor your family. It'll honor your kids. Whatever you can do, just be a decent human being. What are you thinking, Kevin? Yeah, companion verse to what we just read is in Proverbs 12, verse 4, a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. There's that idea of jewels again and, yeah. and that kind of thing. But but she, it says, but she that maketh ashamed <clears throat> is as rottenness in his bones. So she will do him good and not evil that is of his life. So one of the forms of evil, an evil relationship. So we're, so we're dealing with trauma. We're dealing in these broadcasts <clears throat> toward people that have been um, <clears throat> traumatized. So if, if you've been traumatized, it could be that you've been in a relationship where you have just been continuously ashamed. Now I'm not talking about being ashamed and the Bible's not referring to ashamed by, you know, the way someone looks or these unchangeable things, you know, their intelligence. Oh, I'm just ashamed that you said that. Well, they're doing the best they can, but we're talking about being ashamed as in a, a, a lack of virtue, you know, someone that maybe is picking on you. I was, I remember a, a, I was with a couple and the woman always tried to bring the man down to her level, which fits honestly another companion verse in Proverbs 14 verse 30. It says a sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. So mm. the same thing you could be ashamed <clears throat> of someone that causes rottenness uh, is, I mean, someone that makes you ashamed is like rottenness to your bones. That person is, is maybe motivated according to this verse by envy. So of someone who wants to bring everyone down to their level, they're trying to, they're living a phony life. They're, they're, um, they're, they're, um, in, you know, they're trying to impersonate what they want to be. But if they get around someone who really is that way, that's that's a source of envy. Who can stand before envy? You can you'll never be good enough to to have that person not shame you and bring you down to their level. And that is traumatic. It's it makes you it's like rottenness in your bones. It leaches out the the strength of your frame, and it gives you you know uh, spiritual osteoporosis really. Uh, but you know a, a, the the good side is what we're looking at our text is, you know, a, a, a good woman, like you're describing in, in your wife, you can safely trust in her. She's not going to try to always knock you down. She wants to be proud of you. And she loves that, that you make her look good. And, and I think that a, a good husband will make her look good. The flip side again is if you're in a relationship where your significant other, it could be your mother. I was talking to someone that real long ago that was had a narcissistic mother mm -hmm. as, and when they grew up from birth. So this person recently, I think she's fifth in her fifties, 
this individual said it took me a long time to realize the trauma that that I had absorbed that that I thought was normal, but it was a mother that nothing was good enough for, and it was going to be a miserable situation if she came home with a trophy from girls softball, it would be like, oh, that's a piece of junk, you know, or, oh, they don't know the real you, do they, Susie? Yeah. You know, the girl wasn't named Susie. You know, it's just this bringing you down, making you ashamed, forcing you into, the, you know, this lowest common denominator of what they want everyone to be because the way they see themselves. And that's traumatizing. And I think that we need to break away from that if at all possible and get into a relationship like we're describing here you can safely trust that person you don't need spoil you're just saying thank god for this person yeah and and you know so so, said so well and and folks go on to that positive side uh as kevin explained that jewel remember that jewels are precious and valuable and sometimes we, it's easy for us to remember that, boy, that big diamond over there, that beautiful crimson red ruby, that, that, that wonderful whatever, white sapphire, whatever the case may be, those. And, and we forget that this precious, wonderful person that God has given us, wow, don't ever forget how valuable they are. And that's what God's doing. He's taking this wonderful jewel and he's comparing people to it and he's reminding us, hey, your spouse is precious. And if they're right and you don't have to worry about them, they're precious. And, and brethren, you know, don't forget that. Sometimes it's easy. You know, we get married and the years go by. And someone asked me something a, f- uh, a few years ago. Someone had me write something for their book about marriage. And they, they were getting into intimacy and all kinds of things in a very godly kind of way. And I get it. And they were aiming at an audience of men and then aiming at an audience of ladies and, and, and they were talking about different things. And this one guy had sent me, I, I remember I was talking to this pastor and I said, you know, I said, can you remind me, you know, of what do you think the periods of a relationship are? What, what would you name them? And I remember he told me it was lust, rust, and dust. <laughs> I remember reading that and I'm like, <laughs> brother, you need yeah. to stop that. Because there's, 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 there may be a little rust. I don't think so in our relationship. It's what we make of them. And I found out a long time ago that I controlled uh, so many things in my wife's life. The smile on her face, those things. And can I tell you, my wife does the same for me. And God gives us both that. And we need to work with God. That's why we're godly. That's why we're listening to this study this morning. We choose certain things in our life. And uh, we choose to let God do certain things in our life and choose to let God view your partner, your spouse, as precious as jewels. Choose to let God put those things in your heart where you realize your kids are precious to you. And you don't say things like, Susie, what's that trophy for? Being stupid. Uh, That's just terrible. Be that parent that changes everything today. We sure do love you. We hope you have a great day. You guys are awesome. Happy Friday to you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. May God bless you. We're the smile today that only God can give you. And if you need anything from us, contact us at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. WoundedSpirits.com. Drop a note. You guys all remember Kevin Robb, R-A-U-B. May God bless you. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits 
that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.